Thanks for tuning in to Collins Conversations. Today I'm talking with J-Work. J-Work is a rapper, he's got a new project coming out, and that's why he's here. We're gonna go song by song and get every little scoop, every little detail that you wanted to know about this new project. So, let's clock in. We are on Collins Conversations. This is going to be a discography discussion. I've got Jay Work with me. Uh, he's got a new project coming out on the 27th. It's probably when you're watching this. We're going to try to have it edited up right on time to put it out with it. Um, without further ado, those that haven't met you, haven't heard you, for whatever reason, haven't seen your previous interview, give them a quick one, too, about who you are, kind of the up, what got you to this point here? For sure. My name is Jay Work. You already know, representing 4264 Say Less Entertainment. Um, Cleveland artist, natural born and bred, very versatile, loving this music stuff, man, and just been grinding for probably about the past 10 years endlessly on just really trying to find my true natural sound as an artist and find myself as a person at the same time. You were actually at my other studio the last time, which yep. was a converted bedroom. Now we got the converted basement, but you weren't currently with Say Less at the time. What can you tell us about Say Less Entertainment? Um, since signing with them, I honestly feel like my careers just did a complete flip and everything that was I was not good at, I have been getting exceedingly better at. Um, business aspect, the biz, the back ends of everything, and all the stuff that I wasn't really paying attention to as an artist, like, and I was just making the music and locked on making a good product, people liking it, me putting it out, and going forward. This actually has structure. This actually has, like, on top of the structure and the organization, like, it also feels like, like such a family. Like, Jake and Jackie, two of the best people I've ever met in my life. Like, and they really ride for me and like have helped me at so many points in my life already in just a short amount of time, more than some people who I've known for years. Mm -hmm. And I'm riding with them. And we have an amazing roster, me, Gabrielle, Nicole, Tay Fuego, Wall, four great artists, four different complete styles. And like, it's amazing to see, like when we're all in a room and like we're building our bond, like, and like me, me Tay Gabby, me Tay and Gabby were playing cards around the table the other night, like just just chilling, listening to each other's music, just getting a vibe for each other. Right. And it's that building the team, building the the family aspect is really what's got me hook, line, and sinker on the whole. Say less. How'd you guys uh, get in touch? It sounds like it's kind of a, a newer uh, relationship. Okay, so I met Jake and Jackie through Four Two, and like I was at um, the concert where Young Cap opened up for chip the ripper and like i had just got done dapping up out fats i had just got done dapping up cap after he got off stage and i had just seen this girl and i'd seen her a couple times but she was just up on stage with the cam getting it like she was getting great shots at cap like locked in and i was like yo she's really about her business like, who is that and trey was like yo that's jacqueline shiftman and she's really really dope and then in the back, I met, I finally like introduced myself to her and then she introduced me to Jake, her husband, Schiff, that's what we call him, like that's the, that's my guy. Um, but we were just, he just chopped it up with me for a second and then a little bit down the line, I seen they put out the, the Reaper emblem and said, say less CNT coming soon. And I was like, huh, wonder what that is. And then they start putting more info out about what they were doing and literally everything that they said that they did was stuff I needed help with. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yo, like, sign me up. Just off <laughs> top, just like off top, just like with off the strength of seeing that that was just mm -hmm. what I needed. Oh shit, watch out. 
um, that it was just everything that I needed. And then on top of that, they were just already cool before too. And Trey was like, well, I'm going to set up the meeting for you then. And I was like, all right, bet. So Trey had, you know, linked up and we had figured out where we were going. We had linked up at uh, MGK's 2-7 Coffee Club downtown in the flats. And literally it was just like me telling them what they needed, them telling me what, like me telling them what I needed and everything that I was saying was everything that they wanted to do. So it was like us telling each other what we need and we were the answer to what we needed. Right. And after that first meeting, the vibes off top, I was just like, yo, I'm signing off top. Right. And then we really had the signing meeting and then like they sit me down and brochures like plastic with my whole numbers, my stats, everything in front of me. Like they've had a whole presentation for me of where I'm at now, my personal goals that I gave them, where I'm, where they want to take it. And so far in just a year and some change a little bit, they have really flipped the script. Like they've helped me come up with so many great ideas like work Wednesdays and like everything, like the visual aspect, just my presentation, my image, everything has just gotten so much cleaner and more precise since I've gotten with them. And I owe that all to them for real. I was so happy when Work Wednesday started. Maybe, uh, you you were one person who were nudging me towards doing it, too. I was just going to say, they could take full credit for putting that in front of you. But that was one of those things that we talked about at the last interview, where I was like, so many artists are just missing out on this. And you mm-hmm. have capitalized like a motherfucker on it. Where I, I want to say your average Work Wednesday is probably four or five times more engagement than every other post that you put up. Which, again, you're putting out, you're what, 41, 42 in a row or something? This is 40. I just put out the season four finale, which is 40. So, again, 40 weeks in a row, you've come up with original content, you put original videos to it, and some of them are better than most people are putting up shit on albums. You know what I mean? So, definitely keep work Wednesdays. You're also one of the main barometers of how I know what fucking day of the week it is. <laughs> well, yeah, Love it. I, I got a message from Jalen today. Oh, this must be Wednesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And half the times you send it to me, I'm like, I already watched this, but there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and it's just cool because, like, you're right. Like, you definitely gave me, like, the first initial, like, nudge to the idea. And then I sat there, I'm thinking, like, what day of the week would I pick? Like, the whole right. nine. And I'm just like, I really like how work Wednesdays ring. Right. Like, I just, it just rolls off the tongue. For sure. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right. And then I had, then this is where work, the birth of work Wednesday, work Wednesday began. I signed with Say Less. And you know how I was. Like I told you, I have a shit ton of music just sitting there. Like right. I've been grinding, 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 writing, 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 recording, recording, recording. And I have so much music that I'm sitting on. Probably about another three to four albums worth or nine to 12 EPs if you break it up that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, all right, y'all, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to drop this and I want to drop that and I want to do this and I want to do this. And they're like, okay, what's your budget? And I was like, huh? <laughs> and they were like, what's your budget? How much do you want to put behind this song? And how much do you want to make for this project and do this, this, and that? How much do you got? And I was just like, huh. And they were like, well, you got to work on engaging without a budget. So what are your ideas? And I revealed the Work Wednesday idea. And Jake was like, sounds like a plan to me. Just start doing it. All right. So I went and I just debated about it for probably about another week. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Trey, hold the camera for me while I wrap this verse real quick. Right. And Trey held the camera for the first one. It was like at a downward angle. But then I put it out and it bitch got a thousand views, just like boop. Right. And people are like, yo, that was dope. Keep doing that. Right. And I was like, all right. And then you hit me with the don't let the Wednesday grind ever stop. It was like after like four weeks, four or five weeks or something. I was like six weeks into the first season. 
and you hit me with that. And like, it just really like motivated me to keep going. And another thing that lit a fire under my ass was when I first started talking about doing work Wednesdays and I did the first one, Trey was like, all right, dude, that's dope, man. And I was like, so like, I can't wait to see what like season three, like week 38 looks like. And he was like, let me see you do six first. Right. And at the end of season, at the end of season three, I looked at him and was like, yo, bro, like, no, it was close to the end of this season. And I was like, yeah, bro, we at like, I don't know, 38, what you got to say now? And he was like, you got it, work. You got it. Right. Because like, I, I want to keep this up and I've influenced other people too. And I see it and people can't tell me I have it because I see it. Right. And I'm, it's not like a me being cocky thing or me being arrogant. It's not. I just love the fact that people can see somebody doing something and see it work for them and want to try it for themselves. That's all I want. That's why I want to have one of my albums. His name is Influence. Like I'm trying to show people that there's keys out here. And if right. You do it right. You can succeed. For sure. I think uh, podcasting is kind of the same way of a lot of people don't jump into podcasting because they're like, everybody has a podcast. Why, why would I start one? I just uh, put a, put together a presentation for somebody the other day, and I want to say it was there's 2 million individual podcast shows out with the average view. Like, most people stop after, like, episode six. I'm at episode 112, something like that. So it's kind of just the same way of as long as you keep going steady – it's that, that the grind, it's that consistency, and that's what fans are realizing for what you're doing. It's and it separates the people who really bought it from the ones who aren't. Right. Um, like there's one person I follow on Instagram, Who Am I TV. Like he's he's the one. He has uh, it's um, what is a Be Yourself Sundays. Nice. And he just puts out a really meaningful verse like every Sunday. And like I just chimed in with him one day because it was on one of the sponsored Instagram ads that came up, and I actually liked what he said. Right. And I messaged him. I was like, "Bro, keep doing what you're doing because it's working for me too, and I really rock with your message." And he stays tapped in with me now. Every work Wednesday, he comments. Every Sunday, I come in on his. Like, right. It's just all love, and like, I mean, and then from work Wednesday, I got a collab in Nigeria. Yeah, like, I saw that the other day. What? <laughs> like, some dude hit me up and was like, "Yo, bro," and that was all the message that said. It was just, "Yo, bro." And I didn't recognize the dude. I didn't. He had like 4,500 followers. And I was like, okay, like it looks like he does music. But then like where he, like the pictures, where he was standing, he it looked nothing like America. Right. So I was just like, all right, I messaged you. I'm like, yo, bro, where are you from? And he was like, Nigeria. And I was like, no shit. And he was, I was like, how'd you like hear about me? And he was like, somebody, one, somebody I follow reposted your work Wednesday verse. I'm like, I rocked with it, dude. Like, I want you on one of my songs. You're dope. Right. And I was like, all right, bro, off top, just send me what you got. And then he sent me this Afro beat. And dog, when I tell you that that shit was so cool, I was like, man, I got to kill this. And then I sent it to him and I was just so nervous. Just like, it's not like I was sending it to Drake or anybody, but it was right. just still like, I'm sending my music to another country. And I hope that whatever I put on this track is worth what he wants and like worth him reaching out to me. Right. And when I send it to him and he listens to it, this dude's blowing up my phone like, dude, you are wicked, man. <laughs> like, you got bars. And right. like, that shit just feels really good. Like, man, I'm going to keep doing it. And it's like an idea that I got. I'm about to do like a little international mixtape where like I try to collab with as many artists from out of the country as possible and like put it on like a little tape and put it out see i had a similar idea for the podcast that i was going to call zooming around the world figure i'm using zoom try to hit one person out of every country and just you know have, have a, a map that just slowly gets filled up because once i realized i already had three or four countries that i had people do interviews and i was like i need 178 more <laughs> you know what right. i mean but 
like on my platform, I get so much more positive and just constructive criticism from India than anything local. And most everything I do is Cleveland, but India rocks with this show. You know, in the same way with you, you're like- Shout out to India. <laughs> you know, Nigeria, India, a lot of people overlook them, but you could advertise to them for cheap if they speak English and they're interested because it's foreign, foreign stuff. They're like, oh, this is new, this is cool. So yeah, def definitely keep rocking with Shout them. Shout out to all my foreign people, all of my people out of USA. I rock with y'all heavy, please tap in with me if you're an artist out of the country and want to make music with me please i'm about it and if you're truly he needs a sponsorship yeah truly run that run that <laughs> uh so that's a nice little recap i think we got back to just about everything uh you had some fun in miami i saw oh, since the last time you were here yeah uh you were able to work that into a business trip too by making some music and music videos so that's always good uh it was a great time man and i gotta say like the fact that I was turning 27 and I was able to spend that with my one of my really, really close friends that plays for the hometown Browns that wears number 27. It was just a special. It was so weird at that one clip of seeing you guys walking side by side and you're wearing his jersey and he's wearing like normal clothes. I'm like, wait a minute, that should be that should be switch. He, that, 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 that's creep. <laughs> no, nah, it was just me showing love, man. Just I was just so, so, so appreciative of just the time that he was showing me and the fact that unknowingly he planned around like his training to end right around the time my birthday started and I was going to be getting there just so he could show me a good time, man. And I was just... I was just so lost in Miami and just having a good time that like, I mean, man, I make mistakes every corner I cut, you know, <laughs> but I know I made a couple mistakes and upset a couple of my bros just because I was out there just wilding <laughs> and, you know, just all my bros, I love them and they know that and it's just, I learn every day and that was just such an amazing learning experience, but it was just also an amazing experience at the same time. And shout out to everybody that was with me down there. I love every single last one of y'all motherfuckers. Awesome. So let's get into the new project we got. J Work Clock In is the title. Yes, sir. Um, Clock In. When did all this stuff start? So honestly, right before Corona hit, I was really planning really big for like to do a big project. And then I had a concert lined up. I had a birthday concert. And then the two days after that, I was going to be opening up for Lupe Fiasco while he was going to be headlining at the uh, the Agora. Nice. And I was just so amped, so excited, so, so excited. And the week before both shows, this pandemic started. And like the, the real, like everybody really getting really crazy about it and the six feet and the closing down of places and people losing their jobs and stuff like that. And like, I just seen it on the horizon and I already knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. And then I got both text messages. Show's canceled, show's canceled, sorry. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck. And like, I still wanted to like, I, I was just, I started feeling lost a little bit. And I was like, man, like I just got all this music and I'm still writing and making more doper music at the same time. So it's just like, I don't know what to do here. And then at a low point and I really got myself together and like just got my mind and my mental health together. I step up and sign with Say Less and like then everything just start rolling the right way. And I've been silent for a while, like since dropping gems, like I haven't really did much, entertained much, dropped a feature for anybody. Didn't really, besides the song I just did with Young Cat for real. Like, other than that, I haven't really done too much, dropped too much summertime with Reem and Cat. But other than that, like, I stayed quiet. 
mm-hmm. and everybody's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. But uh, timing is everything. And I really took that as a blessing in disguise because I really needed to develop still as a human and as an artist. And I really been locking in and like, I've been just thinking about what did I want to name my project? And then it was just funny and shout out to all my boys on Xbox cause they don't know this, but this is where it came from. Um, like we play 2K and when we play in, like everybody judges everybody's defense and calls it clocking in. <laughs> and it's pretty much like at the end of the game, my teammates are ranking on you like, oh, I see you ain't clock in today, meaning you didn't get a steal at least. Gotcha. And they just kept saying that over and over and over again. And like, I was just like, man, that sounds so dope, like clock in. Cause I mean, I'm J-Work. And then Trey went to a seminar that was hosted by Buster Rhymes. And he took a lot of notes and came home and was so excited to tell me about everything he learned. And one thing that stuck with me was every, as an artist, every single one of your projects isn't a separate story. They need to be the different chapters of the same story. And I took heed to that. And like with gems, that's why you see, if you see the gold around clocking, mm-hmm. it's the same gold that was around gems. And that gold is going to now stay consistent in all of my projects because I took heed to that. This is all part of the same story. So you're going to get that same book cover, but the inside is just right. going to consist differently. And I mean, shout out to Trey because he killed the artwork. But yeah, clock in is just truly something that I really worked extremely hard on. And then with Kakila Kalam, man, like he really is like the greatest person I've ever worked with as far as like engineer wise, because I can now get a five hour block, like my last five hour block, for instance, I got a five hour block and he stopped me after four and was like, dude, listen to them. <laughs> Cause I had 11 songs done in four hours. Right. And he was like, dude, your voice is starting to crack. You're starting to, you know, relax, listen to what you got. And it's just cause like we work so well together. Like he knows everything. Like I don't have to tell him nothing. Like, all right, come on, verse. Are you ready to do your bunch? Yep. You ready to do your atlas? Yep. All right, next one. Boom. Drop the beat. Boom. And just keep going. <laughs> right. And I don't come out. Like everybody else will be in the studio smoking, rolling up, drinking, whatever. But by the time all the weed's gone, all the songs is done. <laughs> like, and I come out and then Jake will hit me with the blunt. Like, all right, here you go. I saved you, boy. Like, you know, just so I can get some smoke on. Because I don't got to smoke an obscene amount. As long as I can get my little buzz on, I'm straight. Like, right. And like, I'm always about the work. And Clock In really just has come together so well. Just with all the producers that I have in touch with it. And like, I'm just truly grateful for the opportunity right now that is arising. Because now... I've been working so hard to get like a headlining show. Right. And like, this is my first one that's on the horizon here coming up. On the same day, I drop a project that means so much to me. And like, I'm, I'm truly excited about it. And like, just meeting all the people I've been networking with as far as like, you know, like Invasion. And, you know, I'm, I'm really working on getting around this city a little bit more and putting my hand on things and people seeing that, yo, J-Work is really about this shit. Right. And I really have been, you know, I just did an open mic the other night just because I wanted to be on stage, man. Give a fuck if I win. (laughs) I'm just going to go up there and rap. And I have everyone's attention. Nice. Every word you say, people looking at me like, yo, who the fuck is this dude? (laughs) Like. Yeah, I've been been liking the uh, social media things because I've talked to so many people about the way that this podcast is set up 
I'm not going for big names. I'm going for these local dudes that I see talent. I see there's something that's unpolished that's going to, in a few years, be fully put together and fully on a whole nother level. And to see that you're working, you're performing with Greggy Westside. He was on the show. You're mm -hmm. performing with Invasion. They were on the show. Like, to see all these connections that once were here in this basement or another place, you guys are finding a way to work together. And instead of everybody being competitive in a field like hip-hop that's competitive, you guys are realizing... Well, if we could get four or five of us together on a show, that's four or five more likely opportunities that your fans come to me and, and vice versa. So and that's why I, that's why I fuck with Invasion so heavy, because I said like Nelson, I was up there with him, and me and him literally have like the same views as far as the Cleveland music scene. Like everybody always trying to say, oh, Cleveland don't support Cleveland, and we need to be more like Atlanta or New York and shit like that when. All it takes is just for us to support each other to kill the narrative. Right. And we're doing it. And we see it. Like tapping in with each other on social media, pulling up to each other's shows. And now eventually to the point where we're all about September fifteenth is our first show together. You get invasion, me and Young Cap all on the same card, you better fucking pull up. Like <laughs> it's gonna be nuts. Like right. and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity, man. We're like we're already discussing college tours, like shit like that. Like that's the shit that we need. And people see it like you got people out here like Ezri and Freshy out here leading the charge for Cleveland right now, really putting on in different ways that people aren't realizing. And people need to shut the fuck up and pay attention. <laughs> like, period. Like, and that, that's what we're doing. Like, we're killing that narrative. Cleveland supports Cleveland. You just right. are a hating ass nigga if you're saying that. Stop hating. <laughs> I love it. Uh, speaking of support, one of the first things that... Uh, even before you sent me the project that I noticed there's no features on it. Nope. Is that because you were in the booth killing it and you didn't have room or didn't just done punched it out or is that, in, I guess what I'm trying to say is was it intentional to have no features or did it just work out that way? Um, it was just strategic, man. Just being stri stri strategic about how I dropped my music. Um, you know, because I could have easily had a Kareem Hunt feature on there. I could have easily took the song that I got with Ezri and put it on there. You know, I'm working on trying to get Freshy a feature, get a feature from Freshy. And I got a lot of dope artists that I rock with. Owen River, Isaiah Linder, Greggy Westside, Forever Johnson. Like, there's so many people that I've been rocking with lately that I could have reached out to and had a feature from. But I will be damned if people start that narrative, oh, he can't stand on his own too. So I'm going to show you. Right. I'm going to show you first. I'm going to show you that I can drop a project. Because, you know, on my last project, on Influence, I had a fuck ton of features. And then on uh, Gems, it was only like a short, short album. So, like, you don't really get the full feel of a project when you listen to it. And then Outsiders was the last time I really, like, worked with another artist, like, through and through, like I did with Mike Miles. And, like, I was like, man, like... I'm about to show y'all I can do this. And every song is going to be different. And you're going to see my range. You're going to see my style. You're going to see what I've truly been working on. And you're going to hear a lot of my influences. Like, there's, uh, like, one of my favorite songs on the project is Missing Page. And, like, if you don't hear Cuddy in that motherfucker, you crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I've been so influenced. And that's another place where the gold frame came from. From I took that from inspiration from Kid Cuddy on his um. It was Indicut, or what was the one that he had the red? It was like real red, and then just had this big, beautiful gold frame around it. And it had uh, uh, Immortal. That was my shit. That's one of my favorite Cuddy songs. And like I would just always remember that gold frame just being the first thing that I seen when I looked at that project. I didn't even look like look at what was in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, man, like yeah, that's what I've been on. I love it. 
so part of the discography discussion, I forget if we did this in your first one. I feel like not really, because you didn't have a regular project. But uh, before I get to that, of all people that could talk him into it would be you. Give Mike Miles to release some music. I've been on his ass. <laughs> Mike, I've been on your ass. So when you do another interview, you can't say I wasn't. Every time this motherfucker, I send him some shit. Where are you dropping? I need you to drop. I need something. He'll send me a snippet or something, or he'll post a snippet on the gram. You better drop that shit. I'm on his bumper. Mike Miles, you better drop some shit soon, motherfucker. Or I'm, I'm on your ass. He, he's so talented. and it has got to be at least 100 songs on his hard drive that could come out. And Oh, for sure. And I've got some things, and like I've been trying to evolve Work Wednesdays, and just know that Mike Miles is in Work Wednesdays' future. Nice. I, I like that. So... Let's go, I wanna go track by track, kind of give me uh, any backstories, any, any lyrics that are in one of these songs that may, people may not have, have, have picked up. Kind of just the, the full behind the scenes, one by one we're gonna go in order because you've mentioned to me that this project should be played in order, so let's go ahead and talk about it in order. Okay. First one, Things To Do, produced by MD Trey. Yeah, Things To Do, that was really like, when I first heard the beat, I already knew it was gonna be the intro. Like just how like the, the sample hits and just how everything starts off. And even with the lyrics, man, like the first few lines where I'm like, I want to express appreciation. I needed this time up in isolation, protect them, help them stay in. But fuck, we got things to do. Mm -hmm. And and that's how I really felt at that time, because like I felt like I was just in this box. I was consistently staring at the same four fucking walls every single day. And I was just like, man, like I got shit to do. I got to get out here and I got a gift to spread across the world. And like it, that was just the whole message of the song, and it should, it turned out to be something really dope. And shout out to my boy MD; he's got a couple of joints on my album, and me and him really got some shit on the way. Absolutely. Um, was that one? Was were all these? You, it sounds like you made all these at once. It wasn't like a couple of these were picked from the catalog, or it was more so just like time telling itself. Like you can literally, when you listen to an artist's vault, even you can still hear the time you can hear where they're at right and i wanted this project to reflect the journey from those doors finally opening up and us being back to a sense of normal again even though normalcy is just so scarce nowadays like right. when it comes to this whole corona and delta variant and shit like that so like it's just really just the start of me saying okay i'm reintroducing myself is this that sample that you're, mm -hmm. what, what did you guys sample that from? Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know where the sample came from. I just know MD has a serious soul sample bag, and when he gets into it, stuff like that happens. <laughs> right? And I, I, as soon, soon as you said that, I had almost the same thought when I listened to it. It's kind of a real slow kind of easing yourself in, but it's kind of like you're waking up in the morning, like, all right, and then you go, boom. I want to express oh, appreciation. I needed this time up in isolation, Lord. Protect them, help them stay in. True. But tell them boys that we got things to do. Right there, talking about. As soon as that hits, you're like, all right. You're like, oh, we here. Wake up. It's time to get to right. it. Like, like that first, that's 28 seconds. That first 28 seconds, I'm like, normally I like a little bit more, like, let's get to it on the first track. But you're like, oh, I'm glad I was 28 seconds patient because now I really like that beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you're going to clock in, you know, you got things to do. You got to get right to work, right? Exactly. Yeah. 
Hard to feel the Kobe shout out in there. Rest in peace, your mama. And I love how like it starts slow and then we're a little past halfway and it's just like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, whenever you get your fast shit, it's like keep keep going. <laughs> For sure. The best things to do, that's the first track on it. <laughs> let's go to number three. Uh, you mentioned it before. Uh, what can you tell us about Zeus Days? Zeus Days is a song that if you feel like you need to just get that I'm the shit factor off or just get your dance off you feeling yourself you know that's the song for you like i just i just felt like zeus days is just so fun and i wanted the one i made it to just influence people to just party have fun and just stop being that dude in the back of the club like with their arms crossed just mm, and have fun dance a little bit like that's one thing that i've really been trying to do lately is dance a little bit more and like when i'm performing you're gonna see it and it's gonna translate like even in my videos i'm trying to dance a little bit more like in bands all up i did the little michael jackson spin and some of the footwork like just trying to have fun with it and show motherfuckers like i don't care if i'm a fat kid i'm still gonna dance like i'm still gonna have fun like i'm not trying to be a hard ass all the fucking time like right you know when somebody disrespects me they gonna see that side but other than that if you show me respect i'm gonna show you respect but let's turn up and have a fucking good time absolutely that's what zeus days is all about uh, that was another uh, Killer Killing, right? Yeah, that's Killer. That's Killer. He killed that one too. Shout out to you, big dog. <laughs> uh, let's go into this one a little bit. What do we remember talking about on this one? I love the melody in this one. Like so, some some music, you hear the beat mm -hmm. and not really the, the melody of the lyrics, or sometimes you kind of you know mimic the beat. Your your verse on this is a full melody of its own. It's kind of they, they blend perfectly yeah, together. It's, it's crazy. Right hook, make him do the name. Shout out Jake Paul. <laughs> do you try out any of these lines on Work Wednesday? Um, no, no, I don't. I I tr I try to really keep. That's what Work Wednesday is for, is to sharpen my pen. Mm -hmm. Like I try to really just try to keep, if anything, I would use a Work Wednesday if I thought the line was dope enough, maybe on the project. Gotcha. But never in reverse. I never would take from my project and just use it for a Work Wednesday because people are paying for this. So I don't want to give them, you know, the same thing that they already listened to for free. Right. That makes sense. Correct me if I'm wrong, Zeus Day is a play on God's Day, right? I mean, Zeus Day is just like, it's a, it's a play off of like the Greek mythology, like right. Zeus and Loki and Thor and all of them. Like, I've been really into that. Like, I play God of War and... Um, I'm a big fan of Marvel, so like the Thor movies and the Loki series, like I'm big hip to that. So that's why you hear a lot of like Asgard references mm -hmm. and Thor shocking lightning bars and Loki mischievous bars. Like that's what that more so is. Like, yeah, like Zeus Day. It's like it's Zeus's day. You know what I'm saying? Like 
when like when Hercules was born, it, like those type vibes. Right. Golf cart, I'm the gas man. Drive by with the big clouds. Cold bar, like goddamn. And as always, repping Cleveland, every, anybody from Northeast Ohio could vibe with every one of those lines that you just said. Um, when you're up in Putin Bay, where's the best place to go? Um, What's J-Work approved? Wherever my dog, the Black Hammer, is DJing is valid. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Hammer is Putin Bay. And if you don't go to Putin Bay and don't know the Black Hammer, you didn't do what you were supposed to do at Putin Bay. That dude is fucking hilarious and will make your time. Like, Buddy is the one of the funniest DJs. He catches motherfucker passed out out there suntan and he'll get a big ass bucket of ice water, just dump it on him. <laughs> like, he's a clown. Like, he has booty shaking contests everywhere he goes and DJs at. Like, it's just nothing but tons of fun right. everywhere you go and he's there. I mentioned before we started, there's a couple that definitely stay on, stay on the hard drive. This is definitely stays on the hard drive. 100%. That's my dad's favorite song. Shout out, Fox. How's he doing, by the way? He's doing good, man. He's made a complete turnaround since he uh, had a real bad, you know, he was one of the first carriers of Corona when it first came out, and he was in a coma for probably about almost close to three weeks. And he's a fighter, man. He got through it, came back. He lost probably about a good 60, 65 pounds. He looks great. He feels great and got a good job. Shout out to Pops, man. Good to have him. And this story, I don't think I've told anybody because it's it's a unique one to, to Jason. To J I could talk great today. To Jalen. But you talk about your work ethic. This motherfucker here got a call that his father was in the hospital and said, we could continue the interview if you want. I said, no fucking way. <laughs> I was like, dude, we got enough good stuff. You've got to take care of home. Get out of here. But you had the, the professionalism to say, I'm, I'm booked in this engagement. If you've got more questions, we can get it. And that was undoubtedly respectable. But you had to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> uh, I appreciated you because I just didn't know what to do at that time. Like, I looked down at my phone and, like, those that watched my interview, like, you can see, like, my body language completely changed at a certain point in the interview. And it was because I looked down and saw the text message on my phone. And, like, I didn't reveal it to you until, like, a certain point in the interview. But just because, like, I didn't know and I needed more information. I didn't know where he was at. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Like, I didn't even know what the hell was wrong. I just knew that he had said that he was sick a couple of days previous, and I was just like, yeah, get well, you know, we'll be all right, you know what I'm saying? Take your vitamins, be good. And then I just hear that he went to the hospital, now he's in a coma, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so, like, I, I just didn't know what was going on, and, like, me, like, I'm no stranger to struggle or adversity in life. I've been through a lot, so anybody that's out there and thinks that people don't understand, trust me, I do. Like, I've been through a great deal in my life myself, so, like, I ain't want to hold heads or take pity or look for pity from anybody but just know that if anybody needs someone that understands that can definitely listen to my music and know just from listening to it that i understand the struggles of life absolutely um so that was coronavirus that, that took him out huh that's fucked up yeah it took him down for a minute man my dog's a fighter my dog is a fighter i'm glad to know he's doing good 
Uh, let's go back on a, a more fun note than and comas and, and coronas. Exactly. Uh, number four on the album, new level. Uh, this we have a new producer on this, Botech. Botech, my young, my young sensei, man. I've never seen someone so young that's so good. Kid, when I first met him, was seventeen years old. He produced Summertime with me, him, me, Reem, and Cap. Seventeen years old. Like he's one of the most versatile young gunners that is on the market right now. He can make whatever. He can make the soul, he can make the trap, he can make the EDM, he can make country, he can make rock, he can make it all. Nice. And kid has a really high ceiling, really, really high ceiling. And I have the utmost faith and belief in Botech and what he's going to accomplish in life as a producer. Is he local? Yeah. Nice. And uh, what can you tell us about the song? New Level. Um, it's also the first video I'm going to be putting out off the project that was shot by one of my managers, Jacqueline Shipman, who is the GOAT. Um, but I, uh, New Level is just, you know, people told me after putting out gems, I was hearing a lot of, yo, man, like, I really want to hear you what you sound like on, like, these newer beats. Like, stuff that, like, the baby would rap on and stuff like Lil Baby and Lil Dirk would rap on. Like, you should really try it. Like, try some of those drill beats and try some of this and try some of that. And that's really where New Level came from because I felt like once I made that song, I was like, okay, I went into the mindset. Like, I'm on I'm on a new level mm -hmm. and I'm about to do whatever anybody says I couldn't, I'm going to do it. Whether it's rapping on these beats, singing, like, for the longest time, people told me, you can't fucking sing, you should stop. <laughs> like, and I got really offended by that. And instead of folding, I was like, no, I'm gonna learn. And it took time, definitely did. And it took production. And I honestly, that's what I learned at a younger age was, half of the thing was, it wasn't that I couldn't sing, and it was that I was recording on a fucking rock band mic. Like, right. dude, if you got some better quality, you can hear what you sound like if right. you really try. And I really, I understood that, especially after getting with Kalam, because like, then you get with these people, like you know, and then shout out to Dave Nakaji too. He was one of the first people I met early on in my career that like really like showed me that there's a difference in production, mm -hmm. and there's a difference from even though you're recording it at home, a difference between a at home recording and a professional recording, right. and you can still do it at home. Right. And that quality is really what changes the game new level uh let's just play it and go into it from that way newer vibes what, was this the first beat that uh, like this type that you tried this on actually no it's the second one because i have one in the vault that i have, i call the song whip and work and it's like more so on that like ASAP Ferg vibe, mm -hmm. like where it's just like oh no no oh ooh like <laughs> one of those, and like I had put it up next to this one. I like New Level better than Whipping Work, so New Level was the one that made the project because I wanted to give them that type of feel in some sort some sort of way. Gotcha. Whipping Work's still coming, but it's just when is the question. <laughs> Start that from the back, huh? Mm -hmm. The joys when you have it, have it on silent, so that I don't play it while we're talking. Gang in 
Fun fact, Kareem was in the studio when we recorded this. But you didn't want him on it, huh? No, he just, he was like, I ain't rapping like you, man. <laughs> Kareem's more of a, like, melodic. Right. Like, YFN Lucci type of artist. Has he always been into music? Yeah, he always has. Like, and when we were in high school and stuff, he was always jumping in the freestyle sessions and stuff like right. that. Just because that's just Reem's aura, man. Like, he's always so confident in whatever he steps up to. And that's why he's in the NFL, because right. his attitude carried him all the way that way. And, like, he he's even the same way in the studio, man. But, like, he really, like, he really lets me help him as far as, like, you know, the content. It's just really cool that, like, you see the different aspects and, like, how we can. Because me and Reem have some heat. Like when I say some heat, like we have some heat in the tuck. Like I've never per heard him pronounce that T like that, so it's gotta be legit. Yeah, legit. <laughs> heat. Uh, I know nothing about football, but he is definitely a fun one to watch. Yeah, man. Shout out to him. This is also one of the few ones that's de definitely stays for sure. Good to hear. I like that. This, this, this one was average when I first listened to it on my phone. And then I, I connected the phone to my speakers in, in the Jeep out there. You heard that bump. And as soon as it went, pay more closer. <laughs> a little bit closer. <laughs> like, all right, I might not have a, a rear view mirror after the end of this one, but I like it. Oh, taking an 808, man. That's another crazy thing. The more I learn, the more people like you, the more I learn about music. Like, the right production makes all the difference on on that boom. You know, what I mean, there's uh, there's some some songs that you're like, oh, that's okay, but then there's some production that you're like, it's like a three D feel to it. Mm-hmm. You're like, it, it vibrates your body, right? <laughs> that's definitely one of the fun things of, of the news lately like how could OnlyFans still exist without porn? I mean, from what I hear, there's like underlying. Yeah, it's supposed they can to be still like post nude pictures as long as they're not getting boned. <laughs> I, I believe that it all stemmed from a couple people that weren't verified that were underage putting up pornos. Ah, see, so that's oh, the, they're nasty trying to, little motherfuckers. <laughs> so they're trying to crack down on that. And I, I don't know if you saw. It. I made a post as soon as I saw that. I was like, any of you OnlyFans people that need an actual website with membership capabilities, yeah, Colin can help. Colin can <laughs> help. Plug. plug. And shout out to all my girls on the OnlyFans, bro. I love y'all. I love all of y'all. Subscribe to half of y'all. <laughs> Some God love. Look, look, it's all love. I, I'm not cracking no jokes or trying to make it seem like I'm happy that you guys' bag's getting fucked up because I'm not. I'm just, it's like, damn, Uncle Sam, y'all trying to fuck up another bag. Like, they just stay fucking up people's bags these days. And it's like, all right, all right. Shout out to the OnlyFans girls, though, one time. J-Work supports <laughs> We need this project to go so he can pay for all of his OnlyFans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think the last comment I have on this one is 
a lot of it's really slow, which usually kind of makes my attention go off. But just like the the little Wayne Lean Cup, you know, what I mean, like you have enough slow build up, kind of build up, build up, great line, and then like it it really follows like the roller coaster track. So I'm trying to do, I'm trying to take people on a journey with my music. Anything else we should know about this one? Uh, it's the first video that's going to be coming out off the project. Uh, I don't know if I said that already. I think you did. So do we not count the uh, bands all up? Oh, well, post-release. Post-release? Post-release. From release on, it'll be the first video we drop. I'm sorry, because we do have bands all up out and things to do is out if you've been paying attention that was my first let to let people know that the album was coming if you other because at the very end of the things to do video you see hashtag clock in so it was like my first little nod like yo i'm coming with a project soon nice. and i think i missed that one i fucked that one up good job okay. <laughs> i knew about the, I, you guys promoted the fuck i don't know how long of a promotional run you did for uh bands all up but it was like a week too long for me. I'm like, I just want to hear the goddamn song now. I want to see why he's dressing like Willy Wonka, and I want to hear the song. <laughs> for sure, man. That was just all in the say less marketing strategy that we were going to build up the hype because people were ready for something new and something fresh since I signed with them. Right. And I wanted to give them something catchy, and that's why that's where what Ben's all up is. Shout out to Wavy Duder and Trey Smith. That was a part of that song. Great song, and it makes people feel really good. I remember performing it at my last show. The last show wasn't the biggest show, but it was a very intimate show. That was um, Shooters or something like no, that? No, it was at Barcode. Oh, um, gotcha. Barcode Shadows is where the show Shadows. before that that's was. Right. Shadows oh, before that. And then that's where my headlining concert is um, this coming up. But uh, Barcode was hosted by Greggy Westside. And, you know, we had a little turnout. It was a nice little crowd, but... Like it was more intimate, and I was able to really like get in people's faces because there wasn't a stage; it was just a floor, and I was right. just right in front of you. And when I dropped bands all up, literally after the song went off, the crowd was singing it for a minute straight. That's awesome. acapella, and nice. loving it. Like, and I just I see what that song does to people, and like I'm grateful that the the same feeling that me Trey and Wavy Duder had when it got made translates. So people listening to it. That's awesome. That's why I love that song so much. Uh, our next one, we'll get a little bit more into bands all up, but you put that at the end of the project, so we can't fully talk about I'm sorry about that. We're fast forwarded. Um, going back with the, the the group, we're going to Tom Cruise, and how do you pronounce the producer? Um, Jack Savinas. You know, I still have my own issues pronouncing it. I just call I. Joe Jack Jay, yeah, <laughs> my Jay dog from Canada. You know what I'm saying? He uh he tapped in with me via Instagram some time ago. Tom Cruise is the oldest song on the project. Okay, it was it was probably one of the first ones that I made out of every one of the songs on the list. Um, and I made it a while ago, but like I just knew when I made it, this isn't no just throwaway. Right. Like this has to be used for something, and it's so up tempo. It's so like happy like it just gives you that feeling and like it, it's a really dope song i'm really excited about what people are gonna feel like when they listen to it because like the video i have a really cool video idea for it since it's called tom cruise i'm gonna do a lot of mission impossible type shit i'm just i want to do a lot of different like movie scenes just remake it and act right. like i'm an actor you know what i mean because like that's another thing that i love about this music thing man is that like if people do it right they can put a resume out for movie studios, TV studios, and right. stuff like that through your music videos. 
if they see like, yo, this dude can do this and he can do this, like, wait till y'all see what the fuck I do for this instant vibe video. It's man, <laughs> like, I'm really getting into a different bag because like I'm trying to be like one of the ludicrouses that dominate the rap game for a minute, and the next thing you know, I'm just in Fast and the Furious. You're like, where the fuck did work come from? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. All right. So you said this guy, the guy that produced this was from Canada? Mm-hmm. And he tapped into me. He was trying to get with somebody in the U.S. and he saw me. Um, sometimes you can, them hashtags, man. They're a motherfucker. Right. Like, just because you put hashtag this and then this person way over here sees it. Absolutely. That's really cool to me. Cool to me. I think this was one of your more like bar heavy songs. Mm-hmm. No? For sure, definitely. Because we need more J Work bar heavy songs. I'm trying my best, man. I got a lot in the way. I can't wait for people to hear the song that I got with Edge. That's going to be huge for Cleveland. So I just want to make sure that when I release it, that it's a good moment for me. Meaning, like, Ezri's already had so many accolades. He's signed a Nas, he's on Snowfall, he's about to be one of the main characters on this new season. Like he's been really doing it. Getting to a bag, applying for his kid, taking care of his family, like, and that's like the bar that I set for myself. Right. And like I really want to get to a point where like, you know, my wave's starting and I can feel it. Like, you know, I've been putting in a lot of work with these work Wednesdays and with this album in general. And when I drop this, and with my backing that I have now and like the people that I know and the network that I have, like I'm really gonna start making some waves. And I wanted to, out of respect for him, come correctly. You right. know what I mean? Like I didn't want this no name motherfucker putting out a song with Ezri and people being like, Oh, well, who the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? I-, I wanted this shit to be right and I wanted the timing to be right and I wanted to solidify myself a little bit more and show people that I really am about this before revealing something that I've worked my entire career to get, and that was a feature from him. Because nice. he's my favorite artist out of Cleveland, period. Well, what's that feeling like? I've had a couple artists that have had that similar experience, and it's always interesting, kind of like, you, you hear about the people, you know, uh, uh, what was that line that MGK had? The rivals, or your idols are now your rivals, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, what's that like, kind of, you, you're looking up to them, and then you're, you're in the studio with them, or collabing, however, and you're on the same playing field, essentially, at that point. What's that like for you? Um, it was a lot of love, man, and a lot of appreciation because like I, for one, am one person who really cares about where I come from and I care about people who make it out of where I come from. And like, you know, I met Ezri like back in the day, like when he was just working with Ray Jr. and putting out Ben Stylin and he was really starting to get a buzz for himself around the city. And, you know, he was coming to 59th and Huff and 55th and Huff at our youth, uh, youth center. And he would come to like poetry jams and stuff like that. And like he would rap for us and I'd rap for him and his manager Jordan at the time. Everything just clicked. Now, not to cut you off completely, but I now as I kept trying to place the name Esri. And as soon as you said the, the youth center thing, I remember a post a while ago of kind of you, you foreshadowing of this. Yeah. That, that's been in the work for a long time then. And like back then, like Jordan, his manager, Jordan Arushan, shout out to my dog, like, I rock with my dude, man, like, and he he wanted to get me a, like, me do a hook for Ezri at that point in the game just because they thought my hooks were so dope. And I was just like, 
pro whatever just let me know and just the opportunity never arose but i just seen esri just start going the next thing you know boom he signed a nice he's on mass appeal and he's in land the movie and he's just grinding and bro it was just so inspiring to see like seeing him finally put out a song with mgk after the world's been waiting for it for so long like <laughs> like they put that song out like never been told like and I, I was just like yo like and those are two people that like, i've really been watching they're just ascension right. mgk and esri like it's just like bro like i've got to set that bar of greatness for myself and i really like and being able to tap in with him and him pull up to the studio, Backwoods Road, light up, and my verse already be done just because I'm trying to be professional about this. Like, by the time he pulled up to the studio, I wanted my verse to already be laid down, recorded, right. ready to go. Like, bro, all you got to do is just light this blunt, smoke it, and then walk in. <laughs> like, that's all you got to do. And it amazed me because that whole process, like, I knew he was dope. But it was just like the fact that Buddy walked into the booth after hitting a blunt a couple times and drop what he dropped in a matter of 20 minutes, not writing shit. And it would be, and it's as amazing as like he sat and took his time with it. And that's just because he's put so much time into his craft. Right. And that's what I respect about him as an artist so much because he's put time into this shit. Absolutely. And man. Our next one is our first uh, first production from our uh, mutual buddy, Trey Smith. Mm -hmm. We got yeah, Missing right. Page. Uh, what can you tell us about Missing Page? Missing Page is my favorite song on the album. It's just, it's so me and like, just like how we were talking about earlier about like, you know, like sometimes the emotional stuff, it isn't for you, but right. like, it's all for me, man. Like, for sure. Like, just like how you say, like this music is therapy and Missing Page is really like me getting it out and like going through like a lot in life, like, you know, feeling like I'm by myself sometimes. And, you know, like I remember when Trey gave me the beat and he brought it upstairs. He was like, yo, like, we both, and fun fact about Missing Page is literally Cuddy Drops, man, on the moon three. And me and Trey are like two teenage girls, like, <laughs> Cuddy Drop, Cuddy Drop, Cuddy Drop, we gotta listen to it. And we waited, listened to it together, and then afterwards we separated. And Trey made the beat immediately after listening to Man on the Moon three. And then he sent it to me like, bro, Look what Cuddy did. And I was like, Look what I got. Whoa. And then I listened to Man on the Moon 3 again and then wrote that song. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Missing Page, my favorite. Very wavy. Love Kalam's mix on it. You know, introducing the singing, more melodic J work to the game a little bit. This is the one that I think you said originally that if you don't hear Cuddy in it, then something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. I take so much heat for admitting that I've never liked Kid Cuddy. It's all good. It's, not, it's an acquired taste. But where I say I don't like him, the same way that you're talking about these other people on the level, I respect the fuck out of what he's done with his career. But I'm not the demographic. You know what I mean? No, like it's, sure. it's all that, you know, the, the, the feeling. And I'm just fucking a cold-blooded asshole. <laughs> cold-blooded, cold-blooded. That's where your singing lessons came in. Get your money right. Get your paper back. 
anybody from Cleveland better understand that last line. Yes, sir. Shout out to Bone. I'm actually <laughs> about to be going and listening into this competition at the Rock Hall. And it's like a call for all type of artists from all genres. And they're hosting at the Rock Hall. And whoever wins, like they send all their videos in and they pick like, I think it's like 14 artists from each genre to come compete at the Rock Hall. And then whoever wins gets to open up for Bone Bone when they headline the Rock Hall at the next inductee ceremony. That'd be fucking huge. And I'm really trying my best to go win that. So I'm going to all my supporters to tap in and come out and fuck with me. The first time I heard, heard that line, I was expecting a Joe Exotic line, and it never came. It never <laughs> Like, there's something about that. I was like, there's got to be a Tiger line or something. Something about a king or something coming. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm just smoking that Zod, that's all. That Exotic... I don't know if we could have the bottles to the face line after we just said you're a oh, lightweight, though. You know, <laughs> hey, look, like... That, that's a bottle, though, so... This is a can... <laughs> But the only bottle that will go to the face is a Henny or a Terramana bottle because that shit just goes down like water to me What now. is Terramana? Terramana is Dwayne Johnson The Rock. Oh, that tequila? It is tequila. Okay. And it is one of the best goddamn tequilas I've ever had, especially when it's chilled. <laughs> I gave you shit about autotune. This here is the exact amount of autotune that's acceptable. Like, there's, it's not just like... This that's to Kalam. Shout out to him. Yeah. Me and him, he bickers back and forth with me all the time. And I'm like, no, I'll put more on there. He's like, dude, no. Like, you're good. Your voice sounds good. All right. Yeah, I, I would say it's still en it's enough auto-tune that it's still you could still tell it's you and it's not like a straight computer. So keep listening to him. I agree with him 100%. <laughs> uh, our next one, we got, uh, we're, we're coming to the back nine here. Uh, proper produced by MD Trey. Proper. Proper is just like, you know, I, this is this is one of the newer songs that I made, like, out of all the bunch. And Proper was just me wanting to make sure that this album had that feeling of, yo, I'm at a different level now. Like, not like new level, but more so like, I'm not where I need to be yet, but I want you to know that I'm on my way. And when I get there, you speak to me properly. Like, because, you know, people gonna hate. You get haters every corner you cut. And you got people that hate on your grind or hate what you do or think that you're cheesy. I say, fuck you. And like, I really want this to be something that people listen to and like, you know, enjoy this and be like, yo, this dude, J-Work is going to be one of them dudes because I'm not taking anything less. Like, right. I'm going to work. And like, you know, like I tell people all the time, like when they ask me like, well, like, what if like this don't work? It has to. Like, I don't have a plan B. I don't have, like, oh, if this rapping shit doesn't work, like, I'm going to go be a motherfucking salesman at GameStop. Like, no. Like, I, I'm not going to go be a doctor or this, that, and a third because this music is something that I'm so passionate about that I'm willing to keep trying it until I die. 
Like, I don't care if I get my big break at 50 years old and I'm like Carlos Jones out here doing shows at Shooters and just making cake because my reggae music's so fire. Like, I'm going to find whatever it is that makes me successful and I'm going to chase it and get it. I think that's why I relate to musicians, even though I'm definitely not a musician. It's musicians and entrepreneurs, even though a lot of musicians don't think they understand business, it's that drive that you just talked about that makes an entrepreneur, that makes a small business, that makes anybody that's going to be successful like exactly should you have a backup plan absolutely probably but by not having a parachute you make sure that the plan doesn't break down mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you're never gonna you would sell the fuck out of some games at gamestop but that's probably. not where you want to go <laughs> you know what i mean uh what do we got what do we got to know about proper other is, are there any uh we said as the newest one we got uh familiar production on it so let's just get right into it and see what lines we need to talk more about a little side note for people like when they hear the mk that is inspired from south park <laughs> like i've always wanted to find a way to put like when it's in the hook it's in the hook and like i always wanted to find a way to either put mk in as an ad lib or put it in a song some sort of way right and i finally did because like yo this is so swaggy <laughs> do you listen to uh tom mcdonald at all Mm-hmm. Do you know that name? Mm-hmm. Check him out. You're, you're like him. But uh, he had a song uh, recently that was talking about, you know, the, the new generation, how they're all so offended. And I don't remember the exact line, but it's all about everybody's so easily offended. And he's like, we grew up on South Park. How the fuck are you offended? Right. Which I, as soon as I heard that line, I was like, that's so true. And true. <laughs> Very true. glad we came to this one do you think you're simba yes so you're going to be is that your way of saying i'm not yet but i'm going to be the king yes i take that from a lot of the inspiration i drew from j cole he's my favorite artist um currently i wouldn't say of all time but currently he is my favorite artist and he truly is inspiring in a lot of ways that i am from the j in my name even though it's Jalen's my name but like how I put the J in my name to how I grew my hair out. Like I started growing my hair out around the same time he grew his out when he started doing like false prophets and um, songs like that when he was getting ready to drop his album before last. And like, I just always rocked with his message, man. Like, fuck what I look like. Yeah, I'm gonna have a little chain on here, a little watch on here, but like, and I'm gonna grow my hair out because I don't care nothing about. Like, right. that was his line. Like, I, I, from here on out, my hair grow out. I care nothing about opinions. Like, fuck y'all opinions, man. Like, I'm just going to make this great music, and people that going to like it, going to like it. And that's who I make it for. Speaking of the J and the name, I, I had a question for you that I wanted just on the marketing level. There's a dash in it, right? Mm-hmm. Because all, all the files you sent me had no dash. And I was like, for years, I've been fucking putting a dash with J work. No, see, <laughs> we're still working on that because we have another uh, guy out here that is going by the name of J work. And... He is getting intertwined with a lot of my Apple Music and Spotify's and like he uploads sometimes as the dot, sometimes uploads as the space, sometimes uploads as the dash. And 
So you just gotta get that trademark dash. Yeah, just gotta get that uh, up out of there. We're already in conversations with Distro Kid and getting that figure out. So my page is my page. I think when we first started getting to know each other, I had the same issue. I was like, where is he? Like, it, there should be a project here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are one of the, the tops of, of sports references, and we, I think we just added chess to, to the sports that we reference. Mm-hmm. I think I showed you the, the, the first interview we did. I, I put you as number two or three of, of the sports reference people, of rappers. Nobody's going to beat Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky murders everybody with sports references. But you're, at least independent-wise, you're right up there with sports. Yeah, I try my best. Not like you're a fan. I've never not seen you in New Jersey. <laughs> That was another, another line that caught my attention. Did you know on that song that Rick, uh, Ricky Martin actually gets more money than Cisco from that song? Really? Because at the end of that song, he says, live in La Vida Loca. And Ricky Martin sued him and got like at least partial, if not majority, publishing from it. No shit. <laughs> Didn't know that. Cisco, you was fucking up. I'm glad to know that that's got South Park ties to it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I was literally seconds away from putting the Mr. Mackey skit at the end of the song. Okay. We know. Okay. I was just very close to doing it, but I didn't want any copyright issues because I've had enough of those fucking things. <laughs> but as an artist, you want copyright issues so that you can get the other J work, you know, shut down. Facts. <laughs> Not shut down, because I respect bro's grind, but it's, it's not, just like, bro, you name. got my name. Change it. <laughs> uh, let's go into, uh, we got a couple left here. We got uh, It's a Vibe, mm-hmm. An- another Trey, Trey Smith. And Trey Smith loves the word vibe, so um, it makes sense that he's on that one. Exactly. Um, another yeah. side fact, did you know Trey Smith was the first one on this set? Yes, I remember you said that in his interview. I watched it. I paid attention. Nice. I'm glad that you watched that one. That was that was one I thought was going to perform better than it did. Yeah, Trey. Uh, There's some gems in there though. So anybody that hasn't watched it yet, we'll put a little a little card up on the top screen. Find it somewhere. In this <laughs> somewhere. Motherfucker. YouTube changes the where the fucking things go all the time. It just drives me crazy. But uh, what, what what do we need to know about it's a vibe? It's a vibe. Um, Trey named the beat when he gave me the beat. He named it James Dean. And, like, he was just, like, it just gives me a James Dean vibe, like, you know, like, black and white and just, like, you know, models posing and stuff like that. And when I listened to it, I was just like, bro, this beat is a fucking vibe. That's it. (laughs) That's the song title. It's a vibe. Right. And then I wrote the hook. It's a vibe. And I was like, yo, this is it. This is it. This is it. And, like, that's also... Um, a video that I'm about to be starting to film here very soon. That's about to start production um, with my boy Sam Wagner. Shout out to him. Hungry, hungry, hungry videographer who is all about building more artists in the city. So if you are an artist that's looking for somebody that gives a fuck about your, you know, what your video looks like and he wants to work hard, Sam's your dude. You know, of course, there's plenty others, but like I've been really tapped in with bro lately and I got to give him his roses on being that guy for me lately. So shout out to him. Let's get right into it. So I, I should be hearing some black and white craziness in this. I'll re-listen to it thinking about that one now. 
Cue the trailer counter. Let me see. Favorite sequence in the song of mine. Calling up Miss Jackson and I tell her where her daughter's at and then I lead into I'm sorry, girl like in for real. Shout out to Outcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I still haven't figured that line out. Slide, sliding in DMs like an out-of-water eel. Is that just because he's out of water so he slides? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take an eel and slap him on some dry land and watch that motherfucker start sliding. See, like, that, that's where I'm giving, I think that's where I'm giving you too much credit as a lyricist. Because I'm like, there's got to be some secondary thing that I'm missing other than just... Nah, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just right in front of your face. Right? It's just like an out-of-water eel. And you know how the motherfuckers be sliding. <laughs> I'm sliding in them DMs, shorty. Especially because I'm single. I'm on the way. <laughs> that one, I feel like your voice needs to be louder. Is that just how it how it is on this computer? I mean, it hits in the car. <laughs> it hit the whip. So, because uh, like I know, I know the beat hits harder in the car, but even then, like it seems like all your other ones are like the voice, the music. This one's almost like the music, the voice. Yeah, I was just wanting to blend the song a little bit differently. I'm, I left that up to Kalam for real. What do we got next? We got uh, the back end of here. We got I Do. Uh, King Spades. That's King Spades. Now, I love my dog Ace because I met him playing 2K with my big bro. Um, I was playing 2K with my big bro, and he was just like, yo, like Ace, like this is my little bro, man. Like, he really be on this music shit, bro. Like, and I really like I rock with your beats and stuff. I think you guys should collab. And Ace was like, "Oh, nigga, you rap for real? Like, oh shit, spit something." So I like just played one of my music over the Xbox speaker and was rapping it. And he was like, "Nigga, you crazy?" <laughs> he was like, "Yo, like we gonna tap in." And Ace produced a good majority of influence. Okay. Um, pick King Spades, but I call him Ace. Um, he, you know, what I'm saying he's out in Detroit, man. He be out in Atlanta. He be in Cleveland. But, like, he just stays tapped in with me, bro. And, like, that's just one of those producers that I always know that I have. Like, if I really needed a beat, I could hit him up and be like, yo, Ace, like, I need some of that. Like, I go to Ace when I need, like, that real feeling. Like, that soul rap, like, that street gospel feel. Mm -hmm. Ace is really good at that. And Ace is also really good at a lot of other things. But, like, it's just, like, when me and Ace make songs like this, like, I do. And um, I got one that's in the vault right now that's going to be coming out shortly called Clapform. Um that's really the vibe that like I really think me and Ace are best at is when we really get into like that soulful hip hop bag. Let's see what we got here. This was also inspired by uh, the one Jeezy song with Andre Three Thousand. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> This that that inspired this a lot. Like I, I listened to that before I had wrote this, but like I wanted to have like my own like aspect on I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not out there. Right now.
something like this. This is where my brain goes. How many times did you practice how many do's should be there? Or was it just naturally of... It literally just clicked. Like, I'm going to say, like, you know, it was just how I wrote the course. Like, when I'm when I was in writing mode, like, sometimes you can freestyle your hook. Right. And that was one of those that I more so freestyle. Like, the, you got to stay true. I didn't really freestyle that. Like, I... When I write sometimes, especially when it comes to more melodic songs, like I hum and I hum my melodies first. Okay. I write my melodies first before I write the actual words. So like I hey, yeah, I do, I do, I do. Alright, bet. Hey, yeah, I do, I do, I do. I said I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. And I'm like, I like that a lot. Like and you know, like sometimes it just happens like that, it's the spur of the moment, and then like you have your melody. Okay, I know I'm gonna say this here, not what I'm gonna say here. And then you go through, listen to the beat again, and fill the words in, fill the words in, right. fill the words in, because you already got the the foundation of the hook. You just gotta figure out what you're gonna be saying in between. It sounds a lot like how I write a blog article. Kind of, I, I have my my little outline, and then I'm like, all right, I know I need to cover these five things, and then kind of, all right, a little bit here, a little bit up here, and then you just exactly. put it, make it all congruent, and put it out, right? Mm -hmm. Was that only roll is roll a quake? Mm -hmm. Seven grams is the minimum for rolling up? Yeah. All right, then. I'm, I'm okay with that. Continue. <laughs> Especially when you sit down for a session, we're going to be smoking. So you just went from sports to, to Christmas. I like it. You know, keep it, keep, keep me guessing. All those basketball lines remind me. Congratulations on your recent uh, championship. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to the 40 tours, my boys for life. I don't follow you at all if you can't tell. <laughs> hey, no, I appreciate you staying tapped in. We definitely shout out to Lost Nation. They had to make some rules and regulations for bros because my dog Caleb was dunking on too many heads. And they're like, no more kids going to college in the men's league. All right. <laughs> I mean, if you're over 18, you should be able to play in the men's league, Exactly, right? Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that the definition of man is 18? Let him play. I, I haven't played basketball at Lost Nation so in now, like, 15 there's, there's, years. There's a rule up at Lost Nation now that D5 and D6 are no longer allowed to have uh, 18 to 25-year-olds that have college prospect dreams, like that are on their way to college or like are... That is a very fucking one-person specific one. They literally made that rule because my dog was dunking on people and then I was on the sideline like, damn, you just got dunked on! That's awesome. They hated it. No, we are honored. We are so honored that rules have to be made because of what we do. Right? Just like the NBA. You see the ring. <laughs> um, we got, uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but is there anything that you didn't mention about all ba uh, Bands All Up that we should uh, make sure people know? I mean, other than it's just a song that makes you feel good, man. And when we made it, we felt really good. And it's so nice to see at live shows and everywhere I've performed it so far what it does for people. And how it makes people feel and it's a song that you know you wake up you're going to work after you drink your coffee and if you don't think you got enough motivation to go clock in yet you turn on clock in and click bands all up you know right. what i mean and get your bands all up you know <laughs> uh 
was it your idea? Was it Say Less? Who, who was the idea behind all the chocolate Willy Wonka type video? Okay, so we were originally, like, you know, if you see in the video how I stumble across all the chocolate bars and, like, I'm like, whoa, like, we were originally going to use a lost ring ad and we were going to use my ring mm -hmm. as all the chocolate bars. But we just couldn't figure out a way to, like, tie it in with the story right and make it make sense. Right. And then, you know, I, I smoke a lot of bud and I like to eat my edibles. And one day um, I got a Willy Wonka edible, <laughs> a chocolate bar. And it was a Wonka bar. And like, uh, my man, I didn't even hear the beat. Jay work, still working. Interviewer and production assistant, you know. So you got um, your Wonka chocolate bar. So the Wonka chocolate bars, and I looked at it. It had the gold wrapper, and it literally looked like it was right out of the movie. It just had a weed leaf on the bitch, and I was just like, hmm. And I took a picture of it, and I sent it to my manager, Jacqueline. And I was like, Jackie, what does this make you think of? Literally, she didn't even respond. Waited like 20 minutes, and she starts, uh, I start getting bloop, bloop, bloop from her. She's on the computer, got the Wonka bar template, J-Work, bands all up, candy bars. It was like something like this. I was like... <laughs> Absolutely, we're about to go Willy Wonka on these fools. That's awesome. Like, and that's where that whole thing came from. That's awesome. Um, we got our last one. We're at the back end, back to back flights. And I didn't listen to your, your advice. I listened to this one first, and I don't know if I should have or not, but I liked it. So, it's, we'll, it's, can you tell us about it? Back to back flights is my second favorite song. Um, and back to back flights is pretty much taking you on that trip to Miami with me. I've had um, that same feel. I really like after that whole experience, I came home and I was like, I have to write a song about that from the highs, the lows, like the argument I had with my boy and got called a sellout, like just because like, you know, like, you know, you get in the, the heat of the moment, man. And sometimes like, you know, not 13, 14 guys can fit in one section somewhere at the club. And like some people felt some sort of way and we worked it out. They're my boys for life. But like, you know, in the heat of the moment, I had got called a sellout at one moment because they didn't understand the length of the relationship that me and Reem had and like how much he was trying to show me a good time. And then at the end of the trip, they were all like, oh. And it was just, that was more so what was on Parker. Welcome to the podcast. Um, but yeah, like back to back flights was pretty much me getting that out because like it, it you know like I didn't I walked away from that trip and like I want to make my people proud and like I walked away from it like you know I had some happy but I had some upset and like those that were upset like I still wanted to let them know in some sort of way like I care right. and that's where the spoken word at the end of back to back flights comes from it's really me talking to them like yo like I'm I, there's a purpose for all of this and there's a method to my madness and I may not be the perfect and I may not make the right decisions all at the right times, but just know every decision that I make is out of love and I love every single one of y'all. And it was just a great way to end off the album just to let people know like, hey man, like I'm on the way still and I'm out here doing this and I'm out here doing that and I'm doing things that I need as a human. Like, I'm not trying to be in the same four walls. I'm not trying to be boxed into just Willoughby. I'm not trying to be boxed into Euclid or anywhere else in Cleveland. Like, trying to go worldwide like i just did a fucking international collab so right. like as soon as i did it my manager jake was like we're going to africa i was <laughs> like all right he was like no no if ands or buts he was like no nothing you're we're going to africa i was like <laughs> say less right that's awesome i i think 
I'm glad you mentioned the spoken word on that because I think that was my favorite part of the song. It's mine too. Um, do we have a spoken word, word album coming from J-Word? I don't know about an album. But EP? We're definitely going to be uh, dabbling with the spoken word more because <laughs> sitting with Trey and like doing our first like run through of the album together after getting all the final mixes and like we're just sitting there and like the song's getting ready to go off and he clicks the pause button. He's like, can we just talk about how you just fucking turned into a poet overnight? Like where the fuck that come from? I was like, I've always had that, bro. I mean, like, the rapper is just a poet on beat. Exactly. All right. So uh, that gets us to the end. Is there anything after we've got covered all of them that you think we should, probably should have covered and added on any of the songs? I think you hit most of them out of the yeah. park. Yeah, I think we really got a good explanation of why and why. Uh, I can't talk great either today either. So it's good when we're doing recording and neither of us can talk good. Um, artwork on the on the album. That's one thing we didn't cover. You said uh, Trey Smith did the uh, the design and uh, Jacqueline did the photo for yeah. right? Um, we found a dope-ass abandoned building that we also shot the uh, new level video for. So like the new level video, it's gonna be like the album cover got brought brought to life. Right. And um, after doing the photo shoot and everything, like we, like part of the reason I was bitching about copyrights earlier, um, there was a picture of me, like it's pretty much like the same picture that's on the cover, but it's just from a different angle of me sitting, like looking at my phone. And the first draft of the cover that we made, um, I'll send it to you so you can put a graphic up on the screen. It'll be in Collins Conversations exclusive so they can exclusive. see so they can see what the first cover should have been. But we were worried about the copyrights from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's photographers. Um, we did like a views treatment, like how Drake did views and he was sitting on top of that big building. Um, I am sitting on top of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you just see the dopest like back of Cleveland in the background and I just fell in love with it and I was just like, man, like this is it, this is it, this is it. Showed it to my managers and she was like, where'd you get that picture from? I was like, Google. <laughs> and she was like, no, <laughs> like we need to do better. We need to get better, do user own photography, all that stuff like that. And yeah, you use the, the picture and cut yourself out of the picture, but like, let's start thinking on a bigger scheme because this is a big project for you. And instead of using someone else's idea and like building off of it on your own, let's just start with our own idea and see where we go. And so I went back with Trey and was just like, all right, well, we gotta revisit this cover idea, man. And we're sitting there trying to figure it out. and. I go through all the pictures again from the photo shoot and I send them like my top five favorites. And then we came to the one cause it's got the clock sitting in the back and like the, the bottom left corner if you really like pay attention to the cover. And I was like, yo, this, this is it. And then we make it. And like, we literally are just sitting there making it for probably about a good two and a half, three, three hours. Just sitting there trying to figure out how we want the text to be like, where we want this to be. And then I'm like, yo, throw that gold frame, gold, gold frame back on there. Cause fun fact, Trey Smith has done every single one of my covers. All right. Every single one of my covers, Trey Smith does. And that's my brother. And like, and that's like a tradition that we're trying to keep moving forward. Like him at least have a hand in every single one of my covers. Right. And like, I mean, I'm would be completely comfortable with him doing them all. But like, you know, we're just trying to evolve as we keep going further and further. And like, that's my bro, man. And like, that's one motherfucker that I can sit there and look at and say, like, has the same equal amount of relentlessness when it comes to waking up and tackling the grind of this music shit every single day 
waking up at 8 a.m. and making a beat for somebody, engineering somebody, doing graphic design for somebody. And like, you know, I be tripping about getting my fucking work Wednesday first done every week. So like, I see his grind and on top of my grind, we really like do this shit together. And I like, that's my bro, man. Like, and, and Trey, like, I'm saying this on live, my motherfucking nigga, like, ain't no, you here's your roses, you know, you're getting them, you're my dog. That's awesome. Um, let's move your cans out of the way real quick. Oh, sorry, truly. No, you're all good. Uh, give me that one. I just wanted to do one last segment. Look at either one of the cameras and just kind of let everybody know the album's coming out and any any bit of the, the quick promo, um, go get it type thing. Yes, sir. Clock in August 27th. And at the same day, we having a clock in album release party slash concert hosted by Greggy Westside. Say less entertainment. We about to have a hell of a time. Um, stay looking for the music, man. All platforms. We got some stuff coming with Ezri. We got a lot of stuff in the works, man. And we've really been grinding. Keep keep tapped in with Say Less, Tay Fuego, Gabrielle, Nicole, Wall. Like we really are on the way. We have a lot of music coming. Shout out to my entire my entire crew. Four two six four. Say Less, man. Young Cap, the whole gang. Trey, love y'all boys, man. Magic, Vince Neroni. Oh, fucking, who am I forgetting? Fucking Jay Pre, MD, uh, the list goes on and on. C Roy, you know what I'm saying? The gang, gang, everybody in this motherfucker. But it, it's all love, man. And just stay tuned and stay tapped in because we got a lot of good music on the way. Mm -hmm.